I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hey, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched uh, Don Bluth and Fox Animation's Anastasia from 1997. Yes. Yeah, this is uh, one of his more well-known movies, certainly. Um, Although it's not so much well-known as being his because a lot of people mistake it for a Disney movie. Mm, (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which I think technically it is now. I'm not entirely sure, but Disney bought Fox stuff. And they have Thumbelina, which is a Don Bluth movie, which wasn't originally made by Fox, but they at some point in the intervening years got the rights on Disney Plus, but they don't have this one. Hmm. And so I'm not sure where its legal status is. But anyways, this originally at least was not a Disney movie um, produced by Fox and uh, directed by Don Bluth. And sorry, let me look up the other director's name. There's a co-director, Gary Goldman. Okay. Yeah. So... Who wants to do a spoiler-free plot synopsis? Hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> We're all silent. <laughs> I don't either. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, I can um, go for it. I guess I'll try. I'll, I'll go, I'll go for it. Time. I'll go for it. I feel like you okay. end up. I feel like you end up going. I'll try. I'll like most of the time. I feel like you probably do it the most. Um, okay. This is basically a fantastical retelling of um, the whole assassination of the Romanovs historical event um which in this in this retelling which is also based on like a book and a rumor and stuff like that Anastasia is like the her and her grandmother um are the only survivors of this assassination um they end up escaping but she loses her memories in the process um and then we pick up years later and there is this guy who is basically trying to find someone who can convincingly portray Anastasia so that he can get the reward money when he presents her to the grandmother who has uh, moved to France. Um, so he is trying to do that. We also meet Anya, who um, is a woman who gets kicked out of an orphanage and is the, and wants to find family and stuff like that. Um, She doesn't remember her past. She has a a necklace that is her only clue um, that makes her think that she could, should go to France. Also a dog helps make her think that she should go. (laughs) Um, uh, And yeah, she, they, they, she and um, the con artist guy end up meeting each other at at one point. And he's like, wow, she looks like her. And I think could definitely pass uh, as her. And so they, he isn't immediately forthright with the fact that this is a, a, a con um, and isn't really very forthright about it for a long time, even as he tells her a little bit about, well, we will have to kind of convince this one lady that you are before we can see if you actually are. Um, but yeah, they, they basically go on a road trip to go to France mm-hmm. um, to see if she is actually Anastasia or not. And of course, it's also a uh, romantic comedy kind of movie. So they fall in love as stuff goes on. And there's and also a fantastical element. There's also a fantastical element. I'm so I'm so sorry that I skipped Rasputin. Rasputin is an evil priest dude who like casts a curse on the Romanovs. And that's one of the main reasons that they all get killed. Um, but he dies that same night and is in purgatory for a majority of the movie. Um, <laughs> but from 
his his faithful bat friend uh, has his power vial. <laughs> um, I think a relic- reliquary. His reliquary, um, and ends up plummeting into purgatory at some point to reunite with his master and and give him the reliquary. And so then from purgatory, Rasputin keeps trying to murder Anya. I'm not going to remember that word. <laughs> it's, fi- it's fine. It's fine. Uh, he keeps trying to murder her because he's quite convinced that she is indeed Anastasia. Yeah, that's the basic gist of the movie. Um, we won't get into spoiler territory. If I can just add a teeny bit. Sure. Is that um, Anya has her quest is to reunite with a family that she does not remember and to find out if she has family and find out right, who right, she right. is. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's like, maybe I'm Anastasia. I don't know. Um, but then, then I'll at least be in Paris um, and can try to find out from there. Mm-hmm. Do we all recommend this movie? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a, an entertaining one. Yeah, like, this is a fun movie. Um, I get, I understand why it was so popular when it came out. Like, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's just too, just, it's, I did not remember how much I loved it. In fact, <laughs> Annalise, um, I actually loved the name Anastasia, but, uh, um, and interestingly, Annalise, uh, my my youngest daughter, goes by Anna. She, she's called that a lot, and people mistakenly call her Anna. Um, uh, but I love, I just love this movie so much, and I remember being, when it came out, being obsessed with looking up the real story of the Romanoffs, and just so, just heartbroken that it you know there's no chance you know that any of them survived but it's just yeah, um, no, such really. the music and just everything of the story just really sweeps me away i think it's just i didn't remember that it was just really one of my absolute favorites well a stirring endorsement from one of us yeah. um <laughs> and we will um let's get specific so let's start talking about um i love how you did a little head bob as I said that. Uh, I love you, babe. Um, story, characters, voice acting, all that sort of stuff. Let's go at it. Uh, story. Okay. It's interesting. I, I like it removed from the historical context. Yes. Because like you mentioned, Jan, like yeah. it's actually really sad and kind of yes. dark. Yes. Uh, really dark. So uh, it's it's so interesting that they chose this story to to be the one to kind of adapt the movie story is great and like hopeful and all of that but i think because you've brought it up i actually just need to go ahead and do a lot of these fun facts because it's related to some of what you're saying okay um not all of them um that i will read but there's not a great place for them later so anyways just wanted to mention actress carrie fisher made uncredited rewrites of this film particularly the scene in which anya leaves the orphanage for paris interesting mm. um she has done a lot of uncredited rewrites for yes, movies just like um, a um not infamous but you know very famous yes script doctor um of course in actual history rasputin was quite dead before the romanovs were killed um so he was obviously not actually involved in that 
20th Century Fox scheduled for Anastasia to be released on November 21st, 1997, notably a week after the 97 re-release of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Disney claimed it had long planned for the 17-day re-release to coincide with a consumer products campaign leading into Christmas and the film's home video release in March of 98, as well as to continue the tradition for re-releasing the film within a seven to eight year interval. In addition to this, Disney would release several competing family films, including Flubber, on the following weekend, as well as a double feature of George of the Jungle and Hercules. Disney refused to advertise for Anastasia on the ABC program The Wonderful World of Disney and banned its corporate sponsors from airing film clips during their television commercials. That's so brutal. Commenting oh. on the fierce competition on. between the two films, Disney spokesman John Dreyer brushed off allegations of studio rivalry, claiming, we always re-release our movies around holiday periods. However, Fox executives refused to believe Dreyer's statement, with Bill Mechanic responding that it's a deliberate attempt to be a bully, to kick sand in our face. They can't be trying to maximize their own business. The amount they're spending on advertising is ridiculous. It's a concentrated effort to keep our film from fulfilling its potential. It's interesting, though, because I wanted to say that a lot lot of Anastasia's hair, or Uh Anya's hair and stuff, it, it reminded me of Ariel. Yeah. More than a few times. Yeah. Oh... That's interesting. Yeah. 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 And it, to know that there is like a re-release, that's interesting. So I, there's not any for sure that they were trying to screw please, them over, but please. the fact, the facts yeah. of what they released and banning advertisements and stuff. Yeah, that they doesn't like, paint a great picture. That's it. terrible. That's, that's just. So wrong. Um, Fox definitely did spend a lot on marketing costs for this movie, though. Um, their marketing cost exceeded that of Independence Day, which you might recall did Whoa. quite well, by more than thirty-five oh. percent. Whoa! Wow! Yeah! Wow! I remember we had the the um, Anastasia Barbies that you yes. had the different ones that you loved. I don't and... remember a Barbie offhand, but I remember a smaller figure of her. No, it was Barbie. And it had no, like a had... jacket that could come off. No, those were Barbie size ones. No, no there was, was the one where she was formal. I think they were two separate dolls, like Maybe. one that came with her formal wear and then one that came with her Maybe outfit so. that she left the orphanage from. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Her oversized coat and dress. I'll talk yes. about that later. Um, the film was met with criticism by some historians for its fantastical retelling of the life of the Grand Duchess. Critical reception in Russia was, for the most part, positive, despite oh. the artistic liberties that the film took with Russian history. Uh, Gemini oh. Films, the Russian distributor of the movie, stressed the fact that the story was not history, but rather a fairy tale set against the background of real Russian events in the film's marketing campaign, so that its Russian audience would not view Anastasia as a historical film. As a result, many Russians praised the film for its art and storytelling and saw it as not so much a piece of history, but another Western import to be consumed and enjoyed. Well, okay, so this is interesting because I don't know why it feels different for this film versus any of the, like, Disney films that the main historical ones would, I guess, be Mulan. Sure. Which to us... Which we haven't watched yet. Yes. Recently. But to Western audiences, it's like, that's not a history or folklore that we know of, so that's different. Pocahontas, maybe, I guess, would probably be kind of the closest. This is historical... But not historical. Yeah. But like, at least for us, it's taken as historical for people who don't, like, aren't like critically thinking about how it's not. In fairness, there's a lot of people who do not like Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But okay, go ahead. Um, 
Question. Just when we're still talking about like folklore and or, or histor, you know, history, didn't weren't there rumors that one of the Romanovs were alive and was it Anastasia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the historical inaccuracy part would have more to do with Rasputin being alive and part of it and the reasons that the Romanovs were killed. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yes. correct. Um, some Russian Orthodox Christians found Anastasia to be an offensive depiction of the Grand Duchess, who was canonized as a new martyr in 1981 by the Russian Orthodox Church outside Russia. Mm-hmm. Many historians echoed their sentiments, criticizing the film as a sanitized, sugar-coated reworking of the story of the Tsar's youngest daughter. While the filmmakers acknowledged the fact that Anastasia uses history only as a starting point, others complained that the film would provide its audience with misleading facts about Russian history history, which, according to the author and historian Suzanne Mass, had been falsified for so many years. Similarly, the amateur historian Bob Atchison said that Anastasia was akin to someone making a film in which Anne Frank moves to Orlando and opens a crocodile farm with a guy named Mort. Sure. Which is a evocative yeah, that <laughs> thing is to say. Wow. Okay. Some of Anastasia's contemporary relatives also felt that the film was distasteful, but most Romanovs have come to accept the repeated exploitation of Anastasia's romantic tale with equanimity. So, Equi- what is equanimity? Uh, what does equanimity mean? They're just kind of like this is eh. just a thing that's going to happen. Whatever. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Just question. Um, you saw the similarities, Valerie, with uh, Anastasia's hair and um, Ariel. In like real it. life, I don't remember. Were the Romanovs red? You know. Oh, I have no know, idea. Yeah, I can check. Yeah, I was just curious. I don't know if that was. Uh, yeah, if that had anything <laughs> based in reality, or if they literally were trying to subconsciously compete with Disney. I don't know. Well, just curious. It's objective fact that they were trying to compete with Disney. <laughs> There's so much about this movie that is so clearly aping the Disney princess formula, um, which I don't necessarily hold as a detriment to it, but like that was definitely the point, was to like have a movie that can compete with Disney in the 90s when they were going strong. Though by 97, yeah. they weren't going quite as strong, but still. Yeah, okay. so this was, I mean, and Thumbelina, a previous Don Bluth movie, was also made to compete, but um, wasn't made as well, let's say. We'll get to Thumbelina eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it, I think it's fair to say, without having rewatched it recently, it did not do as good a job at aping that formula or being a enjoyable movie as this one did. So, yeah, I, um, I don't remember Thumbelina at all. Yeah, well, we'll get to it. <laughs> it's a trip, but we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, story stuff. I just wanted to point out Rasputin sinks and dies while Bartok just watches, and I found that kind of hilarious. Yeah. He's yeah. like, Way to he's go like oh, well. I was like doing my big old curse here, and then I just drown. <laughs> right. I will even... say, along with storyline, one thing that I love about Bartok primarily is, I mean, I, I love I love his little design, and I love his voice, but I love how he is Which a... is Hank Azaria, by the way. Okay, but now he is just a very passive um, villain, what do you call it, uh, not villain sidekick, what would be the name, kind of? I mean, he's a, he's a lackey, uh Yeah, person? maybe, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, or henchman. I, I just love how he's not aggressive, he's just a very, you know, so again, as he sinks into there, it's kind of like, 
oh well it's not it's like well that sucks yeah i mean yeah, yeah. it's like it's like oh well yeah it's just kind of that's yeah. probably not good for your plan i guess yeah i know i know i know i know i know um hey chill. do you want to know a fun fact about fun fact about bartok yes the magnificent <laughs> well originally that character was written for a different actor does anyone want to guess who Oh, um, 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 Robin Williams. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Nope, nope. Why are we going <laughs> Aladdin, uh? Guess worse. Godfrey. Guess, like, a terrible person to have chosen for this role. I saw, I saw. Then You I, saw? Yes. I don't, it was, gosh, I. It was, it was written for Woody Allen. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. That wouldn't so even be a terrible. good voice. Yeah. Um, they didn't end up going with that because of some of the stuff that was coming out around that time that they were doing casting. Um, well, thank heavens for that. Yeah. But he, um, this, this marks enough. This voice. is like the second or third movie, I think, that we've watched where someone almost cast Woody, Woody Allen in a role. And then there's Ants. <laughs> And then there's ants, and they they did the they did the thing, they but that's it. not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> they did, they did it. it might be in a bonus episode, but. <laughs> well, I love little Bartok's voice, absolutely. Yeah, Hank Azaria is a it. great voice actor. Yeah, and, and again, when he, he does a tons of voice, he does a ton of voices on uh, The Simpsons, um, most infamously Apu, which he is no longer doing. But mm, okay. uh, you mentioned the uh, a rescue and drowning. And Bartok is there, and he, yes. he doesn't even hand, which we see <laughs> that he could, like, handle the reliquary or whatever, but he doesn't even hand it to Bartok, which, or to, to Rasputin. Rasputin yeah. But I guess, like, if he's drowning, it seems like a silly thing to give him that vial if he doesn't know what it does. I don't know. It just felt like, oh, here's this I guess thing. we don't necessarily know he doesn't know what that what it does at that point, though. He I, knows it's important enough to keep it around. I suppose. But... Yeah, then later he tries to throw it, so he doesn't really understand its importance that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The orphanage yeah. lady yes. looked like Mad Madam Men. Was that's I the ex- only one who thought no, that? No, that's exactly yeah. who I thought of. No, yeah. what is, that sounds familiar. What? From um, The Sword and the Stone. Oh. Marvelous Mad yes, Madam Men. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Got it. She looked a lot like her. <laughs> yeah. Didn't sound like her, but yeah, like her design vibe. Very much that. And I'm not going to look it up because I'm like 99.9% certain of it. I do believe Don Bluth did animation stuff on... Uh, I don't know if necessarily that character, but that movie, yes. Mm. So... Well, um, I don't know if we're still just on storyline again. I yeah. It just was very... <sighs> I just loved it. And again, it just <laughs> just broke my heart, of course, doing all the reading and finding out, you know, just really how horribly they were massacred. But, you know, um, you know, it just it, but it just is so the everything from. Well, of course, I don't want to get into music, but everything into the music, into the acting. It was I just loved it. I don't know. Mom um, likes this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in a very melancholy way, I don't know how to describe it. It's just very. Very captivating, um, very still melancholy, you know, in, in some res- respects, but just just beautifully melancholy, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I really, really like, like her oversized coat and hat look. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> she was rocking that. For sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah like the, the silhouette that she had, it was 
you don't see that a lot. Yeah. Like, even with... Uh, and also the gloves. I love fingers. Cinderella gloves. or whatever. Mm, yeah. Like, she's supposed to be, like, a servant, and she's not, her clothes aren't great either. Yeah. But she's still well put together, which I guess is, could be a reflection on her. But no, Anastasia, it's like, I can only get this big dress... I can only get this big coat, and I'm just going to wear them and rock it. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> like, seriously, though, fashion should be a whole category in this. Oh, right. Because <laughs> Paris fashion, that mm. was gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, this dress for sure, the the, the backgrounds, the cities, uh, St. Petersburg and Paris, like, gorgeous. Yeah. So, Which we can talk some more about in animation, but yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, I think that, to oh, yeah. to maybe real quick articulate why I've always been so mesmerized. Sure. A lot of what you described, Valerie, it's to me almost the most, you know, the kind of when you're a child and you're like, oh, I wish I could be a princess or whatever. It, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing that dreams are made of. You know that you are this this princess. You're loved by these people that you don't even know, mm-hmm. and you've you know you know, thought it was you against the world. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're part of this. Um, I yeah. Don't know. It's a really appealing fantasy. I think. Yeah. I just, yeah, it, it just yeah. really is. I think it, it, I think the the core of, I guess the story is, is the best fantasy out of so many of, of the other type, you know, the Cinderella story or anything else you look at. Sure. It, it's, it's just more, I don't know, more of a, of a neat fantasy. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I can, I can definitely see the appeal. Yeah, and that's, that kind of brings it into, or makes me think about how people mistake this for a Disney movie. Like, they, it's from these kind of comments, it sounds like, yeah, they succeeded at executing the Disney formula with this movie. I have a comment on the Disney formula, which is that little doggy that comes out of nowhere yeah. to serve as our animal sidekick. Yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. yep, you got that here. Disney checkbox. Yes. Yeah, no, the, um, during the... I definitely the, had a toy of that dog. The too. Learn to Do It song, right in the beginning with all the, the forest animal friends that come out of nowhere <laughs> and are just kind of following them around. Yeah. But really serve no purpose. The squirrels also made me think of Sword in the Stone. Yes, yes. <clears throat> it just was like, wow, you're really going for it. Okay, let's. that's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, that nice old lady who helped point her to Demetrius. Yes, yes. Oh, Thanks, yes. lady. <laughs> Yes, yes. And then Demetrius literally bumping into Anya while talking about her. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. That was cute. That was cute. Um, weirdly, the little dog was my least favorite. I just, it, it just, it had kind of a weird what, look. The I don't know. Name, right? didn't... I think it was Puka. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it yeah, just, said it I don't know. Point. Yeah. It made me, because even though it led her to greatness, it also led her to her, you know, almost led her to her doom in spoiler section. So it's like, um, but it also just had a weird haircut. Almost, I don't know. It, it's little ears and stuff. Dunk almost on this like dog's hair. haircut, please. It looked like hair. It looked like, like it had this little like long hair bang vibe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about, it makes me think about, again, Ariel's dog, or not Ariel's dog, Prince Eric's dog. Oh, I love that dog. Though. Yeah, yeah, but like what they're trying to go for. Yeah, you see what right. they're trying to do. They're trying to give it a personalities with the hair. Oh, I mean, yeah, not even just Eric's dog. Like um, Flounder. Yeah, like the two, like the no. There's like three 
in uh, Pocahontas, the raccoon, the hummingbird, and then the villain sidekick, mm, which is the, the, the pug. The pug. Yeah, no, uh, like, there's there's a goat in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, like... Aladdin has Abu. Uh, mm. Beauty and the Beast. Does it have an animal sidekick? The uh, Chip is no, a sidekick, no, no. but not the, an animal. The Ottoman. I get. Yeah, I guess the Ottoman counts. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Little, yeah, 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 yeah. That one's not as prominent as a lot of them, but right. yeah, no, I can see that. No, there's. It's a. It was definitely a big thing in Disney movies of the time. Um, Why can't I read my own? Writing? Pegasus, I think, would count for Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes. um, yeah. No, like it, yeah. So they. The 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 dog and Bartok himself are both like very calculated. <laughs> like need to have the these these little animal sidekicks that are cute. Bartok's kind of cute in an ugly cute way. <laughs> yeah, I think I love I love Bartok. I just wasn't oh, a yeah, big Bartok's fan of the fun. dog. Yeah, yeah, yes, just no, not a big fan of the cute. dog. Which is uh, weird because I love dogs. It just I mom don't know. says screw that dog. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about Anastasia's strong grip on Demetrius's hand that is never brought up again in the train? It, no, it's in the. It's oh oh it, yes when she shakes his hand. Yeah, when she shakes his hand and he's like ah and like is he weak? Is she strong? Both. It doesn't come up again really for either of them though. He, he just forges. He doesn't do any work. I think. <laughs> He tries not to, and she's yeah. had to work at an orphanage, or she's had to be at an orphanage, so she's got to hold her own. Should Maybe Anastasia s- have more muscles when she doesn't have her baggy stuff on? I don't know. Mm. Interesting. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, don't talk to me anymore. It's only going to upset me. Yeah. Loved, the, loved that line. Also, <laughs> also, oh, it's you. Well, that's okay then. Right after she hit him in the face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I put that the train scene went full action movie, complete with explosion at the end. Yeah, well, yes. they had a box of dynamite for whatever reason. They did have a box of dynamite for some reason. I'll talk about that dynamite more in animation. <laughs> um, I, just, I, might, I might be alone here, um, but I just wasn't really into their romance. It wasn't really doing it for me. Well, okay. And so this, Janet, I have a question. Yes. Uh You've seen some Meg Ryan movies. Yes. I love Meg like, Ryan so uh, much. 90s uh, romantic comedies. How much of the formula did this mimic? It felt like it, it's been a while. I haven't seen uh, a ton of Meg Ryan movies. Uh, definitely not recently. But Anastasia as a character felt like a type, not a Cinderella type, a, a, a different type. And a Meg Ryan type? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and how much I'm wondering if that romance, if the beats of this romance hits the beats of other uh, romantic comedies in that time. I think I would say yes. I think I would definitely say yes. And I think my my big I guess criticism then of the plot would be that well I don't know if this is spoiler so or not, but I, I just don't uh, like go ahead and the say decision. it, and then if it is, I'll let you know, and we'll. Cut. Okay, I would just, I would just even the decision at the end, kind of the either or uh, decision. Yes, sure. That you can sure, yeah. sure. No, that's vague enough. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And I don't I like that. Saying. I don't like because again, that's that's a trope. And in in if it was if your protagonist was a male, would would a male have to make the same choice? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, we should definitely really talk good. about that some more mm-hmm. when we're in the spoiler section. Yeah, because um, why yeah. can't you have both? Yeah, you no, know? 100%. Yeah, so 
Maybe one thing we could do is watch a bonus uh, Patreon episode of a romantic comedy of Meg Ryan's. I mean, okay. is there any that are more iconic than You've Got Mail? I, Probably not. I love You've Got Mail so much. <laughs> it I feels know. like that's the most iconic one. Okay, okay. Yes. So maybe we could throw that on it. And, sure. And maybe see like, oh yeah, it's totally, or like, mm, there's some things, but sure, sure. That maybe some of the lacking story was just a lacking story. That sounds fun. Fun. Um... I love Vlad. I just, I just yes. love him. He's yes, a sweetie. Yes. yes. Um, I think the point where I wrote this was on the boat when he was like softly talking to her and, and saying goodnight and, and stuff. Yes. I just mm-hmm. love him. He's a yes. sweetie. Yeah. Um, Vlad is one of my favorite characters, definitely. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, I want to talk about this more in spoilers, but I feel like at least up to a certain point, this movie more successfully had a villain repeatedly try and fail to kill the protagonist without minimizing the threat that the villain posed. Sure. Unlike Mm. Quest for Camelot, (laughs) where the villain was constantly there and trying to kill her, and it just ended up making him seem ineffectual and not intimidating. Yeah. I feel like... And, and I'm a little unsure if I feel like it for the whole movie, but at least in these first two instances where he tries to kill her with the train and the boat, I the the menace and stuff still really felt like it was there, even if you ultimately knew, like, he's not going to actually get to kill her. Yeah. Um, but, like, he did feel menacing with how close he got and the ways that he was doing it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. terror. It was really uh, terrifying, just the, even the thoughts and even the the level of of danger and of yeah. calamity and of terror that yeah those spirits you know ripping parts of the the train and yes. and doing all destroying that with the, the movement and destroying I mean it was oh and oh even like the big um was reminded me of Fantasia yeah. when the the big green demonic whatever thing out of those green spirits ripped apart the bridge and came yes. up. You know what that actually reminded me of, though? It actually reminded me of a different Don Bluth movie, and I, I'm just now thinking of this, um, of from All Dogs Go to Heaven, the um, <gasps> the scary demon thing in Charlie's Nightmare, um, oh, okay. who then comes back at the end... Hmm, I won't talk about the context. At the end of the movie, you kind yes, of see that figure yes. again, but it's all smoky. And it, it, yes. Yeah. The, like, the, it reminded me of that. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also do see the Fantasia comparison, but I was just like, I had, I didn't want, want to wait and forget about that because I didn't have that as a note. I just thought of it. Yeah, um, no, good, good, of. good comparison. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, but yeah, like him not, he wasn't the ones enacting those initial things. Mm-hmm. Even though they were scary, but ultimately unsuccessful, he was still distant enough that you're right. Yeah, like, it was like his forces he wasn't doing this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So so when he came out, like, it, it meant something. Mm-hmm. It's, it was still was, was terrifying rather than, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruger? Ruger. Yeah. Ruger, and- yeah. Ruber, Ruber. Yeah, just like, yeah, I got eaten by some, or those dragons are coming, but like, 
luck I'm eating those dragons. So like I'm still scary. You're but... such a bad mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My next note is I love Sophie so much. I love oh, Sophie. Yeah. Soon followed by Vlad and Sophie, the het romance I can actually get behind in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was. I yes. love. I love them. They're so cute together. Ugh. Yes. And, I well, too. I don't know what how where to address this, but I guess I will just address this now. love them, love their characters, love their movements with their voices, with their acting. The same with Meg, you know, with Meg Ryan and um, the one who plays Demetrius. I forgot that actor's name, but I, I loved how, I don't know, just their little life force, their, their body movements, their mannerisms with their voice, with everything. They, it was just so realistic. I don't know. And charming and, and, just so encapsulated that character. I don't know how yeah, else to yeah. say it, but yeah. No, yeah, it's it's good. It's good animation, um, mm-hmm. generally, and we'll talk more about the animation um, in a bit. Um, well, hold on. Yeah, no, uh, more stuff with story characters, not well, spoilers. Just kind of the like. The, there's some interesting uh, jokes, or I don't know, like the People's Orphanage. Just like generic name, mm-hmm. uh, the, the insertion <laughs> of comrade once or twice. Yes. Um, Character-wise, slash animation, Rasputin's body horror stuff. I was gonna do that in animation. Jokes, that's rough. We can talk about that later. <laughs> um, uh, with character stuff, uh, Bluth stated that Meg Ryan was his first and only choice for Anastasia. Oh. So, like, she was written to be an- to play Anastasia, definitely. Yeah. She is just... I oh, and by the way, just, uh, it was John Cusack who voiced Dimitri. Just oh, okay. You, okay. you mentioned okay. earlier. And, of course, Kelsey Grammer playing Vladimir. Yes. yes. Whose full name is Vladimir Vlad Vanya Vonitsky Vasilovich. Okay. Whoa. And is that, did that, did that person really exist in history? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. Sophie's okay. full name is Sophie Stanislavski Vina Stanislavski Vina Samorokov Smirnov. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's hey. when he said Smirnov in the movie. Yeah. Oh, they must have been saying like their full names. Yes. When they were talking to each other. That was very cute when they started speaking to each other. They were Russia. adorable. Oh, I love them. Yes. I love them. Yes. Yes. One thing that, of course, brought me out of like this would never happen is when Anya went into where she was looking for Demetrius and went into the, the boarded, poorly boarded up. Castle. Castle. Palace, whatever. There would have been nothing left. There would not Thank have you. been. There would not have been That's plates. That's a really and good point, yeah, actually. There would have yeah. been no paintings. There would have been nothing. It would have been stripped. Yes, yeah, that's exactly a, what I thought. Ten years later, I'm like, exactly. that's a very good point. Yeah, exactly. it's like, oh, this shiny bladder I didn't think about with, that, like, yeah. yes, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing would have been there. No. Nothing. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm like... This is not realistic at all. <laughs> well, it's yes. hard, uh, far from the only thing. But yes, yeah. no, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Like, I'm surprised anything is in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else with non-spoiler story, characters, uh, or voice acting? 
voice acting, Bernadette Peters is great. Oh, yes. Oh, she, yes. she played Sophie, yes. of course. Yes, uh, she's so I good. love Bur- Bur- Again, you got to realize these are some of my, f- you know, favorite actresses of it's all time. It's some really good actors and actresses. Yes. In I, mean, I, I don't adore John, Bernadette uh, Peters her. all the way. John Cusack, I mean, but. Yeah. And I, lo- of course, again, Meg Ryan. She's been my favorite actress, you know, know, almost all my, yeah, most of my adult life. Yep. Yeah. Uh, other thing with voice acting, it was distracting for John Cusack and Meg Ryan to not have accents when most everybody else around them did. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, they I get just it. sound like Americans. They probably wouldn't have sounded great with the accents, but it, it, it was still the 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 contrast between. The main two, yeah, because Vlad very was doing American. it. Sophie had the French accent. Yes, and and then whenever even she Angela spoke, Lansbury. Yes, they all had a little something that it's like okay, they're trying. Yeah, but it's like no, Meg Ryan's not going to do this, and John Cusack <laughs> won't do this. Yeah, <laughs> so that John was Cusack the- can't sing either. So Aww. neither of them, their singing voices were other people um, mm. for both of them but I, it, the wiki specifically mentioned that he set, came on saying hey I can't sing <laughs> <laughs> at least you know dude yeah yeah. I think whoever they picked it wasn't a, a distracting difference a it wasn't Quest, Quest for, for Camelot, Camelot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you I can tell you who they picked though we will talk about songs more later uh, Liz Calloway did Anastasia's singing voice and Jonathan Dukuchitz, um did Dimitri's singing voice Okay. Yeah, there was three characters who had singing voices that weren't their regular voice actors. Um, The other being Rasputin. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, of course, did his normal voice, but his singing voice was Jim Cummings. And Mm. and also, like, the the switch there wasn't wasn't bad. No, yeah, Jim Cummings did a good job of hitting that general tone and everything. Yeah, it, they yes. sounded good. I mean, I, I was like, oh, well, that's Jim Cummings, but I just really can lock into Jim Cummings' voice now because <laughs> mm. <laughs> he's in everything. Um, <laughs> of course, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, uh, a whole bunch of Disney people. I feel like I'm saying his name and you're not necessarily knowing who I'm talking about. No, the, I mean, I, I wasn't snapping all the things he's done other than I knew I knew him. Yeah, super prolific voice actor. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know who Christopher Lloyd is. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I guess I'll go ahead and say, because I already mentioned, Liz Calloway um, also did the singing voice for Jasmine in the Aladdin sequels. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, she did a beautiful job, and I and I and Definitely. it was a close enough match that, you know. Yeah, it's none of like them were was, distractingly yeah. different. Right. And then and uh and then of course Bernadette Peters sang for herself. Um, so yeah, she Kelsey Grammer sang voice. for himself. And and of course, oh, why did I just blank on her name? Where is she? Angela Lansbury. Yes, of course, Angela Lansbury sang for herself. So, mm-hmm. you know, interestingly, Angela Lansbury did such a good job because initially I was like, "That's Angela Lansbury," but then I was like, <laughs> "Well, wait a minute, maybe it's not." Because <laughs> I mean, like, she it? did such a good job with the accent. Yeah. And it, everything. Was I was like thinking maybe she just say, yeah. you know, yeah. Yes. Because I had Sergio forgotten. Lansbury that. is very good. Yes. Yeah. And the, uh, we'll get to it, animation for her and matching her voice was top notch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like, yes, she was so good. Let's get into animation stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to start off the animation conversation by talking about how that little dancer jar that's central to the plot looks really weird when held by 2d characters and it never stopped looking weird the music box yes yeah Mm. so like it was obviously a 3d model 
And it always felt like a weird 3D model being held by 2D characters. And then the even weirder thing is when it opened up and they're the two dancing characters inside of the yeah. music box. Those looked even those looked different than the music box design too. Like the it looked like clay or something. Yeah, especially the In initial the when you first see it. Yes, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It was very weird. Uh, the the close up of the music box was. I think the most jarring, but throughout the movie... And I get why they wanted it to be 3D, because it has a very intricate pattern, which would be hard to replicate if you're hand animating it. But it just never... And and I have another note later about the CG in general. Just never quite quite meshes as well as the Disney Renaissance movies past Aladdin Mm. generally did. Yeah. Um, It didn't... The CG never looked terrible, like it didn't quest for Camelot, which I'm just going to endlessly rag on uh, <laughs> had some really bad looking CGI oh, and it came out a monster. year after this movie. So this mm. looked better than that, yeah. but it still wasn't at Disney Renaissance level. Like they didn't have quite enough money to make it blend as seamlessly as Disney generally did during and this then, time period. And then also though, like this, the style was more realistic here. So mm-hmm. you'd have to put a lot more into it to make it match versus Hercules did a great job. It was mm-hmm. very stylized. Yeah, with it the Hydra a little and stuff. weird, yeah. but like with the whole context of the movie, it ages fine. Yeah. No, the main the main one, and at least what we've watched so far with Disney Renaissance films that doesn't work very well anymore is the Aladdin escape scene. Yeah. Um, mm, but okay. ge- but generally, and there's there's definitely a couple of more like big instances that'll be interesting when we get to them because like Lion King has the stampede herd, which is CG. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah. Mulan has a similar similar usage of the Huns when they're coming down the mountain. Yes. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those mesh because we haven't seen those recently. But. Right. But yeah, uh, I, about- um, I, it wasn't oh, yeah. as noticeable since, of course, um, the way I was having to view this movie. Sure. To me, other than the jewelry box is so beautiful, but I, I get what you're saying. I, and I would I would agree with <clears throat> with y'all's analysis of that. I would say just in general, the movements were, were really fluid. The clothes would would and gowns would flow. Uh, beautifully. I don't know if I saw notes saying, but almost certainly there was a lot of rotoscoping going on here, but it was done very well. Yes. Well, mm. the thing that I didn't like Generally. as much was <laughs> the faces always felt a little off. A little off? Or not not I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I, I felt like that with Anastasia's character. Anastasia yes. and Demetrius, Demetri- especially, yeah. mm-hmm. to an extent, the Empress, um, but mostly Anastasia and Demetrius. I think it's is yeah. Demetrius or Dimitri? His full name is Demetrius. Sure, but yeah, okay. Dimitri. Um, and, uh, so, yeah. And the, the biggest times that I noticed that with, with Anastasia is any time that she changed, either, either took a hat off or if she was dancing and then turned back around or yes. if she, um, you know, changed her hairstyle, it, it just would go from not looking like her at all to all of a sudden looking like her again. It was weird. Yeah. To me, Dimitri uh, would get, his face would become too detailed sometimes. Like his mm. teeth would have too much detail. Or they have lines around the uh, lips like, mm-hmm. where the cheeks and uh, kind of are. And, and that wouldn't look quite as well. And, and I think we both saw the lip syncing sometimes felt off. Yeah, sometimes the lip syncing felt a little. Which yeah. is not a thing that I'm unused to with John Bluth movies, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like he 
his films never quite feel like the lip syncing is a hundred percent all the time. Unlike in a Disney movie where you never feel, think about it. you never think about it. There's definitely, and it, pretty much every film of his that I see, there's, there's times where I'm like, the lip syncing feels like it's a little not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also in the first, the intro, the rumor one, the uh, village or the, the townspeople, the city people, their tongues were out a lot. It was yeah. weird. It was, like they it's were a weird, singing, it's a weird choice. A lot of tongue in their song. It was uh, off-putting. I do. I really love uh, Anastasia's general an- character body animation, though, like uh, how she like dances and flutters around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just really works for her character. Yes, and and the clothes again, like it, they the designs of the clothes, I think add to that. Um, mm-hmm. We'll 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 talk about Rasputin and stuff soon, sure. but um, I want to adju- that dynamite stick. What about it? They just shoved it <sighs> right di- there. It doesn't even really look like it went into anything. It looks like it is just sitting awkwardly on top and should just fall off. <laughs> There's probably a hole or something that he just shoved I it into. I get that, but it didn't look like that. They just like- I got what they were trying to do, but what I visually saw seemed like that dynamite stick should fall off. It's like they put it's like you put on a, a candle on a cake. You just kind of shove it in I there. I hated it. <laughs> and it stands straight upright because it's going to blow up anyway, so why even bother? <sighs> So, uh, Rasputin's skin and muscles being sucked off of his skeleton and, uh, early in the movie. That was <laughs> that, fun, huh? That was so much! <laughs> oh. <laughs> when it shows him getting his powers or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Bartok's trip to Purgatory was, that was, that was fun. Had, uh, definitely a couple of those made me think of, uh, all dogs go to heaven again. Uh-huh. Uh, some mm. of those planes that he passed through i don't even know yes just yes through hell or whatever and then yeah let's talk about that body humor with rasputin (laughs) oh body horror it was like throwing his hand out as like a tendon is just stuck yeah grab it the reliquary his head retreating into his rib cage oh that was so gross (laughs) yeah it's the only thing to go into his body and like talk to him outside (laughs) with his head in his body okay but no we had to Bartok has to go in. You see his rib cage and his head and his spine. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I know the only thing gross, or it's along the grossness without the the slime factor, since of course it was animation. But I think of Men in Black with the roach. Sure. With yeah, yeah. his decomposing body, of... and he kept cracking and doing all that. I mean, just yes, kind yes. of along that grossness going, oh. Yes. Yeah, but, the, yeah. The body horror humor mm-hmm. um, is is definitely one of the ways in which this does not feel like a Disney movie. Yes. There is no way in heck any of that would be in a Disney movie. Um, but Don Bluth's like, no, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's just spend a few minutes like with the eye popping off, God. head and body, yeah, hand falling off, hand stretching out, just ugh, yeah, mm. it's grotesque. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, anything else with animation before we move on to sound design? Uh, yes. The it it it, it was interesting going in Anya going into the palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out with kind of the, the Dutch angle or whatever. Yeah, okay, the old pal- the old dead palace. Yes, yes. Um, There's a couple of palaces in this movie, babe. Sure. Mm-hmm. And a couple of time periods for some of the palaces. And and, and they, they had... Uh, one angle was very from the top, where it felt very big. Uh, there was some interesting, like, blocking choices or whatever. 
But I guess the Dutch angle I thought was interesting and maybe felt more, what, like a liminal space or something. Like stuff should be here, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. There were some parts of it that I liked, some that I don't think made sense. Sure. But the animation of her remembering with the uh, dancers coming down. Yeah, which is more of part of a musical number, so right. I save most visual stuff for that. But yes, no, that's gorgeous. Yes, that was gorgeous. Well, actually, I just want to point it was gorgeous. I love, uh, but that also we prefaced watching this film with looking at some of the Disney and in the comparison to Disney within the Haunted Mansion when all of the dancers come mm. out of the walls and start dancing yes, is yes. what this reminded me of. Um, but yes. it would be beautiful. But I also, again, just absolutely love the connection with the personality, the voice, the body movements, the animation of these characters. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved Anna, you know, Anya's and Anastasia, all of her movements. I love Sophie's. <clears throat> I loved, um, for the most part, uh, Demetrius, especially when it wasn't too much, you know, cute on, on his face, especially everything from that- a distance or them walking or yeah. doing things looked fantastic. The, uh, da, 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 da. I felt like there were more than a few nods to Disney in that the play that they went to watch uh, or the uh, Russian ballet was Cinderella. Yes. Uh, Mm. Sophie served some tea in like a really generic looking but kind of looking like Mrs. Potts from Cinderella. So I think... From Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, yes. Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) I think there were some nods Mm. there. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of funny. Not not like dunking on Disney like say a film like Shrek does. No, no, no. (laughs) Just like... Just little nods. Yes, yes. I thought that was fun. Are we ready to go on to music? Sure. I think so. Um, before we get into songs, I wanted to say that the um, score was done by David Newman, um, and he actually received his first Oscar nomination for this score. Ooh, wow. Um, I, I didn't necessarily notice it a whole lot, but um, I did notice it a few times where it was doing orchestral pieces of some of the songs that are sung, um, and I, mm. I think he did some made some good usage of some of that. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like he did well there. I've been humming nonstop. Da, 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 da. Well, we're not to that song I yet, Mom, know, our first I love song, the music. Okay, just to start off. Our first song is know. a rumor in St. Petersburg. Okay, I like There's it. There's lots of uh, villagers with tongues. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't like. The of, actual song I enjoyed. It made me think a little bit of... Um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, bells. Yes. Song. Mm. Yeah. Like the, I can see that without without the without having a main character that's throughout it, but just the town singing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a fun little song. Um, it's not like my favorite or anything, but yes, I wonder... no, but in, yeah. Sorry, coming from a musical background, I I, I yeah. just enjoyed it though. I very yeah, well yeah. done. Yes. So like, I totally don't know a ton of Russian culture, but yes, it made me think of like on the roofs with the dancing and things like that but I, I I have to take a step back and and think like that's just like a story a play and that that thing is very theatrical yes so a theatrical presentation rather than a like historical presentation sure right um but it was fun how about journey to the past let me oh no yeah what do you guys think about journey to the past it's a little was it I think I'm trying I to remember which one. You did say that you thought it was boring, <laughs> which is hilarious because it was given a nomination for an Academy Award and Golden Globe. 
<laughs> Just remind me, is that the one that she sang when she was walking? It's the one that she sang when she was walking through the snow. Yeah, I loved, I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoy the song. Um, I think maybe it doesn't need to be as long as it is, but I, I enjoyed it. And I liked the pan up to the city at the end. That mm. was so interesting. Like I said, yeah. beautiful before, but like it wasn't that it was beautiful, but like the contrast mm-hmm. with the smokestacks and all of that, like that was very cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to say this because it happens in a rumor in St. Petersburg. Why did they slide down the roof? How did they get off the roof? I don't know. They had <laughs> stairs behind them. Why did they slide down the roof? Are and then trying... it's not, it doesn't show them get off of the roof. Do they have to sneak out a lot? Maybe that's what it is. It's like we take the back way because, Maybe. because mm. we are uh, forging things and we got to be on the run from the, the law. La- the landlord is like waiting downstairs yeah, for yeah, them yeah. to come through. They, they don't Maybe. go through doors just so they don't get caught by people. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Um, what's our next song? I'm pretty sure I know what it is. The next song is Once Upon a December, which was also uh, nominated for an Academy Award and Golden Globe. I yeah, love... that one's amazing. It was also the first song written for the project. Um, the songwriters were Lynn uh, Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty. And, um... Yeah, this was the first song that they wrote, um, and it was written during a heat wave. So they were sweating and writing winter imagery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I think that one is is the one of the the most uh, iconic ones. Uh, yeah, this is probably the this is probably the most iconic song. Um, and I guess where I can the most beautifully melancholy. It, it encapsulates the the heartbreak of of the fantasy and the real the real the reality of of you know the tale of the romanoffs for for some reason at, at the at the end when um anastasia's dead family appeared and her father approached her i uh i teared up some uh-huh. yeah. so that that part got me yeah it's just it's just so i was yeah. just like oh he's he's gone yep i know yeah yeah i couldn't I couldn't tell, but I think they used the sisters and the brother. Like there was a dream sequence. Was that this? I think there was the sisters. Think, yeah, yeah. Because the dad came in too. So yeah. they kept bringing them up. Yes. And yeah, I think that was, that was good. Like it yeah. made sense of like, there's people in your head. You don't know who they are, but like you can't get them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking of the, uh, I guess, her being eight years old, they, I don't feel, I don't feel they did a good job of explaining why she wouldn't have remembered. Did she hit her head? Did she have amnesia? Yes, she hit her head. Yeah. So I, I think she fell off the train when they were yeah. trying to run away. She fell. Cranial okay. impact. Okay. And with the ground. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I, th- that's where I think that the amnesia came from. Like she fell. Yeah. Very- okay. Hard. Because yeah, otherwise yes. it does not make sense. An eight-year-old would remember everything. No, yeah, yeah. it was the impact with the ground. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm also surprised that she did not have that necklace. Like, oh, I know, that right? she had the necklace still. Yeah. But she, yeah, she must have like fought hard to keep that, or oh, yeah, at least yeah. out. Like, if that were something important, it would be under my oversized <laughs> yeah, clothes right. dress. Yes. yes, not out for people to see as I'm <laughs> walking to another town because I was kicked out of my orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And it looked 
It looked expensive. And exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, how about In the Dark of the Night? Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. It's a, it's a bop. Yeah. Like, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he put on a wig at one point. Though. I know. That was kind of strange. That was strange. weird. Well, well yeah, he was, like, he was being I, her Anastasia at some point. But, but he didn't even do anything with it. I, I don't know. know. He just put it on, brushed his hair, and then took the wig off. And, I don't yeah. know. It, it was, was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the animation choices in that song were weird. But, but the song was, was the song was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was, yeah. What's next? Learn to do it is next. Uh yeah, they traveled a lot through that song apparently. Yes. Montage song. Montage yeah. song. And cute. then again, the montage cute. of travel and of learning to be Anastasia. And yeah. like the woodland creatures that didn't really <laughs> yes. have any use. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. I thought it was a cute little song, but and the end of the song like... where where they're like going up on the boat and like like people should care when they would probably be like, get on the boat. Stop <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. How about the waltz reprise of "Learn to Do It"? Was that the the never should have let them dance or whatever? Yes, uh, I like. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I think I liked it more than the main. Like the main song is just fine, yes. but it doesn't stick out to me. But I liked the little reprise. Yes, uh, Kelsey yeah. Grammer did a good job. Yeah, mostly because I, Kelsey Grammer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about Paris holds the key to your heart? How about that Freud joke? <laughs> God, Freud joke was very silly. <laughs> uh, the I mean, visually it was gorgeous. Yes. There were so many interesting things that they were doing during that song. Yeah, the, the, the backgrounds during the scene like basically look like a painting. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and it reminded me of All Dogs Go to Heaven too, <laughs> except that it did it well. Mm, yes, <laughs> because it was for a musical sequence. Yes, instead yes. of just what the whole movie's background was like for some reason. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I wonder if you. If you came at All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 like it was a play. (laughs) There's nothing that will make me like that movie. I don't don't remember watching it. I am not putting myself through that again anytime soon. Fair. Uh, But but no, like, uh, we were watching uh, Lindsay Ellis' video about cats, and it was talking (laughs) about animation is is a great medium for uh, adapting musical theater because mm-hmm. of the suspension of disbelief and all of that of you have to do that with theater and you have to do that with animation. So there's the, the work is very similar for mm-hmm. an audience member. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song felt very theatrical and, and the animation. I mean, it's was, Bernadette Peter. <laughs> yes. Like, it was so good. The, I'm sure there was lots of references that we weren't catching but but it was lovely. Yeah, it's very the fun. dancing. Yes. What the dancing and the movement of the clothes in that sequence yes. was just amazing. Yes, the great costumes. Yes, again, mm-hmm. fashion that particularly like those dresses were so cute. Yes, and it was, it was great. That is the last song that is sung by any characters. Mm-hmm. But then we get to the credits and we have at the beginning, which is sung by Richard Marks and Donna Lewis. And that single reached number 45 on the Billboard Hot 100 and got to number one on Billboard's Adult Contemporary. Sure. (laughs) It was fine. I love it. It's one of my favorite (laughs) pop ballads from any of these movies. Okay, okay. I liked it a lot. I just, I I find myself singing it every time. Uh Yeah. I really love that song. 
I really, I really love the music in in this movie. I do. Yeah. I, I was thinking to myself in between us watching this and doing this podcast, I was thinking, why don't I have a soundtrack of this? I need it. And I have decided I absolutely need this DVD. I just, I absolutely need it. I love you, Mom. (laughs) Um, Mom, I don't think, you didn't stick around for the whole credits, which is totally fine. But we also had Journey to the Past by um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. um, And Once Upon a December by Deanna Carter. I like the Aaliyah's version of Journey to the Past. You liked it better than the actual song? I think so. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Once Upon a December by Deanna Carter? I don't remember. I think I like the one in the movie better, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, and there's also on the soundtrack only sure. uh, Viaje Tempo Atras, which is Journey to the Past, sung by Thalia. Probably Talia. Talia. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, hmm. I don't remember what that one sounds like. I don't know. I think I feel like it's more operatic, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, anything else with soundtrack stuff? Other than it was just a beautiful combination of, again, making this a musical because with the musical, you know, when my dad would direct musicals at the university, they would, you know, the orchestra would be in the orchestra pit and the orchestra would begin and it would do kind of a montage, would do kind of a montage of all the songs that were going to be in the musical. And of course, they would Mm -hmm. also do that at intermission and and just the um, orchestra and or orchestra I'm not saying this correct orchestral or, orchestral quality orchestral yeah am i saying that right orchestral no orchestral orchestral am nope, i saying not right? a, not astral e. estral oh yes a cork wait i can't say it orchestral <laughs> The qualities, leaving it all in. (laughs) That quality of of all the songs is just beautiful, just gorgeous. Let's go to the part of our podcast that it's named after. How's it hold up? Quick note: Don't like how that Romani woman in Rumor in Saint Petersburg looks. Um, She was almost definitely supposed to be a Romani woman, uh, although they probably wouldn't have referred to her as that if she were referred. By anything yeah. didn't like how she looked wait but, i'm trying uh, to think of which pretty woman, racist which one in the market in a rumor in saint peter saint petersburg mm, okay um yeah she didn't like that 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 felt like a racist caricature okay. um so just like mad absurd historical inaccuracy in this movie huh just, yeah just <laughs> and i like their line in a rumor in saint petersburg of since the revolution things have sucked like, yeah, the revolution was just totally bad and also spurred on by a dude's demons yes. making people mad. Yeah, yeah. That's why the Romanos were murdered, because some demons made people mad. Mm-hmm. No other political reasons yes. that they mm-hmm. were killed. Yeah. 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 And, of, and, I mean, of course, Rasputin was not around. Um, he was very dead at that point, so... Yeah, just a whole lot of that, um, which as long as you tell your kid that this is a fairy tale and not the only thing that is historically true is that the Romanovs were killed, (laughs) um, but the reasons why and who did it and who survived, none of that. None of that is true. Uh, As long as you tell your kid that, hey, this is not a history movie, it's not correct with any of that, I think it's fine. Yeah. Any other... Stuff for this section, guys. 
Not that I can No other real isms like stuck out with me other than, again, I don't like the trope of of when you have a female character, they well, can't we'll have it all. No, I know. Alert. And I won't talk in specifics, but I just mean the ism that if you're a woman, you can't have it all. And if you're a woman, you mm-hmm. have to make sacrifices and you have to make choices. Yeah. I don't like I that. I get what you're saying. Um, well, then let's go to our spoiler alert. Skip to. One hour, 18 minutes, and 20 seconds. Um, yeah, spoiler stuff. You guys have any notes? Because my mine don't kind of start until fairly late. So you guys might have earlier stuff. Dimitri just straight up kidnapped the grandma. He did do that. <laughs> he did like, yes. kidnap the empress. Yes. Uh, how that that's pretty early on that section. How did he know to come back for? Okay, okay well that's yeah that's, oh, that's part of late. that's part of my stuff. Okay, before that though. Uh, Anya and Anastasia's pink pajamas were so flipping cute. Very cute. More fashion. <laughs> I love those pajamas. Um, I think I'm good. So the the final confrontation with Rasputin is a, a little too quickly paced, I feel like. The foremost example being Demetrius suddenly showing up. Yes. The last mm-hmm. time we saw him, he was standing in line to get a ticket and smiling at a flower. Mm-hmm. And then he was suddenly here. And like, I get the logical leap there, but yes. it's too big a logical leap. Mm-hmm. I think at least one scene of him like dashing somewhere and being like, she's not here would have would have been all I really needed to be like, okay, he's trying to find her. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's like, a good point. The most I can give it, it was like he was on his way back and then came across this crumbling bridge. Right, but no one else was there. Yes, it was so empty. Yeah, and some of the cuts were kind of weird too. Like there's a couple of, there was one or two cuts where it kind of felt like maybe a a second or something of animation was missing. Like, not that, not like the figure disappeared, but I just mean like the cuts sometimes felt too quick or kind of weird to where, yeah, yeah, the transitions between cuts. Um, um, yeah, so, uh, Puka, the dog, like, he had his whole little outfit that was so cute. Yeah. And then he ran out, and, like, you were mentioning before, uh, or at least, uh, implying, I think, that he was basically the reason why she ran out. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did the dog run out? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not given any reason for why the dog... Like, honestly, watching the scene, because it had been a long time since I'd seen the movie, I thought that the dog was going to be of an illusion mm. that Rasputin was conjuring. Yes. But then, obviously, later, it was actually there because it bites him and stuff. Yep. But yeah, like, that would have actually why, made more where sense. Where was it running? That would have actually yeah. made much more sense because... Again, that's why I'm saying is they use that, they use the dog to grab her scarf and make her want to go to St. Petersburg, but at the same time, and then they had the dog, though, be trapped in the room in, in, the boat, <laughs> in the boat and oh, and, yeah. then, and then alert Demetrius to rescue her. But then in this one, sure. he leads her to her demise, you know, or, or almost demise um, yes, with Rasputin. So what's up with that? And it's like, if we had, if we had even had a shot of like the dog being tempted by something, exactly some sort of like so, some, one of the demons had a bone or something that was yeah. making the dog go after it. But yeah. like, why was the dog doing that? Yeah. I could see the dog being, you know, what she should do or kind of what her heart wants. And like, maybe it was, 
it being in the outfit and looking uncomfortable in its little cute guard thing with a little sword, but miss it was missing a shot of it physically looking more uncomfortable and then and like, like taking tearing starting out to take it off and running away because yeah. it's like no I don't want this but then it her trying to go after it not because it's leading her to peril but because it's you know running away from this thing that's like no I don't want this yeah maybe implying that, that she could doesn't have worked want this. better but it but I think that's a very uh generous assessment and that's there, kind of why it's not completely supported. that's kind of what I'm talking about this whole ending scene feeling too quickly paced it feels like there are several places where there should be an extra shot or an, an establishing shot or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like, it either could have been you could have taken time to show it was an illusion and then show the dog being like, why is she running and then going after her and, and saving her or helping her? Or an, another shot showing like, no, I really don't want to be here and I'm running away and, and her trying to catch it, but not in a way that it's actively like, it looks like it's intentionally leading her to danger like it does yeah. in this current cut. And then I I wanted to talk about at first, I was praising how Rasputin's stuff was handled, but in the end, I felt a little less sure about it. And the reason is that ultimately, it kind of ends up feeling like a Hades and Hercules situation, where the main villain and the protagonist haven't interacted until the end. Mm. And so it loses some of the impact because there hasn't been an animosity built up between both of them. And I feel like it could have, I get, I get why in this movie that happens because yes. she doesn't know about her past and he's tied to that. Yeah. So I get that. It. And I get her. So I get her not knowing it's him, but I feel like this whole issue could have been gotten around if she had recognized the two attempts on her life as attempts on her life by some sort of supernatural force. I, and like, even, and even if uh, like a short thing where she's like, I'm going to keep going. Like, it feels like this is a sign that someone, something's trying to stop me, but I need to do it. Like, but like some sort of thing that, that she has an idea that something's trying to stop her so that then when he's revealed the end, it's not purely based on her vaguely remembering uh, the dude who like tried to kill her family or did. Um, but like, her also be like, oh, and you've been trying to stop me this whole time. Like, you've been trying to take me away from my happiness. But that's not there, and so their ultimate confrontation kind of feels a little flat because of it, because it's so one-sided of just him hating her, and then she's like, oh, you were in my past, I guess, huh? So I don't like you. But, like, it feels weaker than I think it needed to. Yeah, you're right. That would be a very simple fix. I think only, and I'm trying to remember now what context it was in, there was only one time that she mentioned um, the Romanoff family the curse. curse to Demetrius. Yes. And I don't she remember mentioned when... it after she tried to, after he almost made her jump off the boat. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Okay, that's that right. She when, said, yeah. I keep having these images. Yeah, yes. and that's where it would have been great and so for If her. she had been like, you've been putting these images in my head, like for uh, the scary ones, obviously mm-hmm. not the good ones. Yes. But like, yeah, just some sort of that context. That might have to... been good, but I think you'd have to, I, I think... One of the reasons it wasn't, or the balance is, not tipping it to her mm-hmm. that she is Anastasia. Because part of her characterization is her not knowing. But she does still keep seeing her family. And like, so well, she doesn't know that her I the know, are but the Romanovs. In, but in the same way, 
I know what could work even beyond... Uh, so, okay, say that we stick with she doesn't recognize the attempts on her life. Sure. If we establish that she's constantly having nightmares and establish that he is making that happen to her, or like least... making her see like these horrible things sure. with these people that she she used to have good um, thoughts about, but now like it's been warped lately and stuff. And then she can blame him for, oh, you've been making me have these nightmares and stuff. Maybe, you know? yeah. They could have added some stuff on the train since they were kind of dozing on there to kind of establish nightmares pre prior to the boat yeah. incident. And maybe if his face was in her dreams. Yeah. Such that when she sees him, it's like, oh, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think that would Doing worked. a better job. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think making their dynamic a little stronger would have taken that much effort, really. Yeah. I do like, though, that ultimately she defeats him herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unlike yes. a lot of Disney princesses. <laughs> no, I, I like, really like that. Prince Eric uh, didn't have to come to the rescue. Uh, Prince Charming from Sleeping Beauty didn't have to come to the rescue and fight the big bad. Like, no, she did defeat him. Yeah. And in fact, poor Dimitri kept getting kicked by a big horse. <laughs> Which didn't look great. No, that, <laughs> that CGI was bad. probably the worst instance of CGI in the movie. It kind of worked in a way that it was like, okay, this creepy villain thing that he made, but also it just looked CGI. Yeah. And uh, Rasputin's death is horrifying. It was pretty <laughs> yes. brutal. Pretty brutal. Like, he's like shaking, and you don't totally see that. And he collapses, and you're like, okay, it's done. And then he flips over, and the thing comes off, and his skeleton just like death rattles. Yes. 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 <laughs> It's pretty yes, funny. Yes. Um, yeah. And then we had another Disney staple a fake out death. Oh, no, Dimitri's dead. Oh, no, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, why did we have to even have that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that does not gel, now what was I thinking, is if she was having these dreams, or at least in her dream, in her fantasy, she sees her family, right. you know, and she sees her father and all, she, would she never have had any any way of seeing the Romanoff family? Wouldn't she have made it? She's connect- literally in front of the giant family portrait. Well, no, I know. Exactly. And she barely looked at it. Exactly. <laughs> Not only that, but I mean, no no time in her 10 years would she have seen pictures of the Romanoffs and say... She's mostly oh, been these- in an orphanage. Well, so that is true. Maybe I can maybe. believe that. Okay. That's fair. But yeah, in front of the big portrait, would she have said, "This is these are the I people know, from like, my dreams"? She look at the Maybe, more? yeah. The, I've been she dreaming. She examined a cup on a table and stuff like that, but not yes. the big portrait. Yeah, especially after he pointed out, "Hey, you look like her," and she kind of looks at that, but not the rest of it. <laughs> it's yeah. too big. She doesn't want to look up. Sure, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that lady Batha just appears right at the end. Um, that was <laughs> that a was lot. baffling. <laughs> yes. Like. She just came out of nowhere, and it's like, we know that you guys like Bartok. Here, he just randomly gets this lady who is DTF immediately. (laughs) She is just, she flies down, smooches him, and, like, makes bedroom eyes at the camera. She is immediately down to clown, and it is baffling. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. So out of nowhere. Yes. Other than he's pretty adorable. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) I mean, sure, but, like, (laughs) she just just appears suddenly. It's so weird. It's like, I, too, have a bat in a city. (laughs) Let's... Mary. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, anything else in spoilers? 
other than, I guess, are we still talking about in, in spoilers? Why does um, Anastasia have to give up the crown to be Demetrius? Oh, yes. Demetrius? Let's talk about oh, yes. That's ridiculous. Yes, yes. It's like, really? I mean, what was it? Um, it's ah. like, why can't she just have the crown and exactly. be with this guy? Exactly. I mean, because, I mean, she could have chosen whoever she wanted. It's not like... It's not like they even said, oh, you can't, you know, you have to marry along whatever bloodline. I mean, again, why couldn't she have, yeah, still represented her family and and stayed with her grandmother? Yeah, Yeah, it felt like a left field choice that didn't feel like it needed to be a choice. I know. Yeah, like he he states that, what is it, uh, you know, duchesses or empresses or whatever don't married the kitchen right but that seemed like his hang up Mm -hmm. not a character choice for her Mm -hmm. it seemed like his whole leaving and them not being able to be together was his hang up exactly and that once once he's past that like why can't they just be together and she be be with her grandmother all the time like i don't understand yeah and then the grandmother it basically can kind of confirmed his thing though and that it's like oh the way that she frames it is if you want him you can it's okay to leave me mm-hmm. so she also kind of frames it as a you can't have both and i don't know it is weird and yeah. again what bothers me is if you look at i'm just trying to think of an example but if she was a man she wouldn't have had to make that choice yeah i mean aladdin got to be a prince and have the girl mm-hmm he didn't mm-hmm. that it, like she didn't have to stop being a princess to so that they could go live happily somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, uh, tangled. Yeah. It seems like yeah, like they were able to be together at the end, but she was also with her family. Yeah. Well, that's a later movie though. So they've evo- they they evolved sure. the trope at that point. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Eugene. Eugene. He's. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe in a bonus episode someday. <laughs> um, yeah, anything anything else with this topic or spoilers? <sighs> Alright, well let's go on to favorites and least favorites then. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? I think the snow one was pretty boring. Sorry, Carrie Fisher, the thing that you doctored. Well, she doctored. She specifically doctored the her leaving the orphanage. Thing. Oh, oh. Well, the one after that. The, it, did, it didn't. The thing didn't mention that she specifically doctored that part. Ah, the one in the snow where she's so like, you don't "Should have to I blame go? Her for that. Should I not?" And then the uh, she's like, "A dog stopped pulling my scarf." It was just kind of boring for me. <laughs> and then there was that boring song that came after. Yeah. That no one else likes. Who knows what it's even called? <laughs> That's my least favorite. Hmm. How about you, Mom? I know, I'm trying to think. Um, Me too. Hmm. <laughs> what is my You're least favorite? You're like, this movie's favorite? so great. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's perfect, but like, what is my least favorite? There's not like is a thing that stands out. I know. Like, the only thing that I would say is my least favorite, and it's not because of, it was, it, it's very well done, but it's just too stressful, was the ship and the dream sequence when she's being let out to, you know, sure. jump off to her death, no, just that because was really intense. that was really yeah. intense. So I guess in that sense. You might sense, be right, babe. Yeah. I think, I think my least favorite is the final confrontation, not because I think it's just all bad but because of so much potential that i feel like it lost yeah. like i feel like it could have been so much better yeah i don't know no mm. again i did like that she that that she saves herself like at least that part i do like that yeah 
she has more agency than most characters. Especially princesses. a lot of Disney Renaissance prince, or even before that, a yes. lot of Disney princesses. Yeah, yeah, she has more agency than than most of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but otherwise, the potential, sure. Um, favorite scene. Oh, did I have this? I mean, when Sophie and Vlad meet. Yes, they're so good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> when they when they get and they get Sophie in there and she's asking her questions yes. and she's like trying to help. She's so They're good. so cute. With, yeah, with, same. Yeah, well, with me, it would just have to be the Once Upon a December theme that first, because Fair. it just, I just love it so much. Yeah, no, I mean, it's iconic. Yeah. yeah. And just the dancing, you know, with the, the spirits dancing in that room and just, and yes. her, you know, dancing, you know, and with her father, just heartbreaking. It just, just so it beautifully done. It made me tear done. up 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Least favorite character. Oh, just confirming. Yours was the one with Sophie and Vlad? Yes. Favorite? Okay. Just saying. Least uh, favorite character. Least favorite character. Possibly the orphanage um, woman for me, just because she's so mean. <laughs> but she looked like Mad Madam Men. <laughs> oh, it could be Puka for you. Mm. Oh, I take that back. Can it? Can mine be the dog? Yeah, actually, yeah. I, w- I was casting about, yeah, Puka. Okay. That dog sucks. I don't know. I did terrible to say that, but I just Danica didn't. Waters was not says, attached. That dog sucks. <laughs> we Me. have three cats and no dogs. <laughs> My platform is that dog sucks. <laughs> no, no, I like other dogs, babe. It's just that dog. Its that name dog was Puka. Puka, I think yeah. So, Puka, yeah. That's even a silly name. That's like uh, well, okay. that's not a good side it's character. It's probably name. just a Russian name. Calm down there. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you, babe? Um, I guess the dog. I don't know. All three of us say, "Screw that Aww. dog. That dog sucks." Sophie's great. Uh, the grandma's so good. Down with that dog. Vlad is good. Yeah. Maybe. Put that dog in jail. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doggy jail. Bartok's pretty cute. Yeah. Rasputin, I guess, would be lower compared to everybody else, but he was fine. Better than that dog. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> this dog shouldn't vote. Oh, no. <laughs> but most of the characters were likable. Yeah. Favorite character. Sophie. Sophie. Of course, mine is is Anna Anastasia because uh, I love yes. Meg Ryan. I knew it would be, yes, but you yes, know, for us, it's definitely Sophie. Sophie's yeah. so good. She's so good. Yeah. That or the grandma. Yeah, I do great. love the grandma. I love love yeah. love. Yeah, and she yeah, like at the end, she's like, "You would you know break a heart, my heart more? Like I've been through too much." Yeah, and yeah. Then she's like, "You're a great actress. Like yes. maybe the best one." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she's very good. Yes. So those two. Least favorite song. That boring one. What's it called? Nobody remembers it. <laughs> Journey to the Past. Sure. That song that got some uh, Oscar noms. Who, Academy noms. And who knows? Who knows? Okay. That's your least favorite though, for sure? Uh, or maybe a rumor. That one's also not that strong compared to the other ones. I feel yeah. I feel like a rumor in Saint Petersburg is my least favorite. Yeah, I I, was I don't hate go... it, but I think it's my least favorite. Yeah, I'm going and with honestly, that too. Like, it has such a strong 
main song, this this movie. Yeah. Which is probably all of her favorites. Mm-hmm. Favorite song. Yeah. Once Upon a December. It's so good. Yes. That's your favorite too? I think so. My favorite song is At the Beginning. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I just, I really, I don't, you guys don't understand. I'd really love that song. Aw, you're so cute, Danica. Did that gain any, that got on Once the Upon a December is like, whatever. yeah. Once Upon a December is like right after, like it's, sure, they're sure. neck and neck, but I okay. do really love it. If Tim Curry voiced a character in this movie, who? Oh, 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 oh. Could hmm. he play Bartok? Hmm. I love Tim Curry, but Bartok, that just was an adorable voice. I don't, I feel like that'd be too powerful a voice for Bartok. Yeah. Okay, okay. He could do Rasputin. Rasputin. I love Christopher Lloyd. Like, I'm not saying replace him, but he could do that. Yeah, he could. He could. He could. Yeah, he could definitely. He could could definitely. And he would have rocked Rasputin's song and wouldn't have needed anyone to sing for him. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things about him. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. No, I just mean, but no. Dunk on Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) No, 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 no. I just mean that Tim (laughs) Curry's singing voice is as. No, yeah, he wouldn't have needed. He would have been able to sing. Definitely. Yeah, I think that one for sure. I won't even say uh, do my joke one. Actually, maybe he could have been the orphanage lady. <laughs> hmm. I could see that. Maybe. Now, this is a spicy one. What? What if he was the empress? That's what I, I was going to say. That's what I said. I'm not even going to do my joke one. I have, I, to, her. I have to do my joke one. Because no. my, my joke is just, my recurring joke is him playing old lady. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, no, Angela no, and Lynch she was, is no, she was too amazing. So, uh, may maybe orphanage. Yeah. Uh, but but Rasputin probably that would be really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to our overall consensus and rating. Which remember we are doing those together now. Okay. Who would like to go first? I will say that yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, it is not a Disney movie, so remember that. But I think it succeeds at that formula uh even though some of the parts that it tries to fit into the formula might not be necessary boo on that dog <laughs> uh, i'm talking about the other random animals actually sure but also that dog don't, <laughs> like, don't like that dog um i guess i would i'd probably give it a 3.5 we'll go 3.5 what was the oh so you'd put that on the same level as meet the robinsons i think so and return of jafar I think so. Maybe, maybe three seven five. Which one you got to choose? Oh man! Which one you got to have a solid? What's the one? average? <laughs> three points. No, I will. Um, commit, commit. You can always change it later when we say ours. Yeah, yeah. I go back. I go back. Um, let's say three seven five because the characters are pretty strong okay. generally, as opposed to like some lacking or being too many or something like that. Three point seven five. Recommend it. Angela Lansbury is great. Yeah. Brandette Peters is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meg Ryan's great. Watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mom? I think I'm going to have to go four points. She's like, I don't recommend it. No, I absolutely <laughs> recommend it. I absolutely recommend it. And I would put it at a 4.25. Ooh, um, really up there I was, because I, I felt I felt like you were probably going to do a four something. Yeah, yeah, I just loved it so much, and I didn't remember how much I loved it. And like I said, I absolutely have to get this DVD. I have to get this DVD. <laughs> um, they have a really nice Blu-ray release. 
And yeah, oh, Once yeah. Upon a December, Meg Ryan, Angela Lansbury, just all of them. Just so good. So good. So good. If we could just well, replace I the I don't dog. recommend No, I'm no. just kidding. I recommend it. <laughs> um, and I think I'm going to agree with you, babe. 3.75. Nice. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I think it's solid. It's not perfect. There's some problems in it, but I don't think any of its problems are so big that they ruin the movie like a quest for Camelot. Um, <laughs> I, I stand by my rating for quest for Camelot. Yeah. 3.75. I liked it. It is a very enjoyable movie. You should see it. Yes, yes, yes. And I need the soundtrack. DJ, you remember how you used to make soundtracks for me? Hint, hint. No. I mean, I, I have I have it. Ooh, okay. I need it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after this. Okay, okay. Um, any, any closing thoughts? Anything that you haven't been able to say? Hmm. You need to get out there. Like, um, just a big middle finger to that dog. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't middle finger. We take, but... the, we take the strong stance that that dog sucks and no. should feel bad. Last thoughts are we still love dogs. We still love we dogs. I just, you know, and, and seriously, dogs. in all the dogs and in all the kinds of different um, movies and animation, why they had to come up this with that one. This one is the worst. I don't know why they came up with this, but yeah, definitely could have could have done with a with a better dog well next time we're gonna have a baddie sequel prequel i don't know more bar talk no one else that you like from this movie (laughs) next time what about that girl bat i think it's a prequel Boo. Next. Oh, but maybe we find out that they had history together and it mm. makes that retroactively make sense. Interesting. Mm. I'm, we'll Probably see. not, though. Next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Bye. Love Remember y'all. Remember to, to like and subscribe and rate Comment. us on iTunes. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, we have a, a Patreon. That's all going to be done at the end. They know it. They know it. Yeah. <laughs> we would just appreciate it. Next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.